Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the CPRW podcast. My name's Colin. I do Colin's Front Crop World and CPRW Records. And this um, today we're doing Album Club. So we are joined by Lara and Dan. Hello. And we have special guest Mike Smith of uh, Triple Sunday and B Sharp Promotions and Friends. Of Friends. As, I like that. As in friendship rather than the <laughs> 90s TV show. Yeah, that would be a hell of a speech <laughs> for a guest. Um, hell of a story. Yeah, so yeah, today we are doing Album Club, like I said, we're doing the year 2019, because that's what Lara picked, like, however many months ago we last did this. Yeah, last year, long time, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, Christmas and gigs happened, and life away from the internet seemed more exciting, so yeah. <laughs> Yes, and I definitely used all that spare time to listen to the albums that we already suggested to listen to. <laughs> Organized. Definitely do it this week. <laughs> but before uh, we got, if you listen to the last podcast, uh, we we started a new game based on my Instagram challenge I'm currently doing, a game of higher or lower. Lara played the first game last time, and my first attempt, she got nothing. But we let her have another go because we were running out of things to talk about. So the next go, she got five. Um, so Dan, number two, you're up for this first. Do you know, I'm assuming you understand how higher or lower works. Uh, I, I'm aware of the rules of higher and cool. lower. Cool. So I'll go through my Instagram um, final pictures I've been putting on. If you want to follow that, Colin's PRW on Instagram. I did nearly said Colin'sPRW.com because I'm so used to just plugging blog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, where did we get to? So, you listening, Dan? Are you ready for quizzing? Yeah, sure. Play along at home if you if you like. Um, so, the the, the sensations just let me turn you up. They got twenty one. Did Standout Riot, the Gentleman's Bandit, get more or less likes on my Instagram page? Lower. Oh, your shit! No, zero. <laughs> We've lost already. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good, go. good go. Okay, that was that bit filled very quickly. Um, I would have got that. Just saying. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll come on to you later on, Mike. You can have your your round in a little while. Let's do that. Let's start. Let's, let's start with album. Let's do some album clubium. So we picked or Lara picked the year twenty nineteen. I think we added a, a other rule not to include Captain Arsehole the burnt tapes and just say nay because mm. they're bands we're friends with and we would just pick them as the overall like favorite so it would have been a kind of pointless yeah um but i'm looking at our uh, end of year 2019 list earlier this evening and 2019 was a bloody good year for new music like i've got a list here we've got um the triple sunday released their last ep then which is just brilliant. Crack on with the next one, please. I, I didn't even know that. It didn't make my <laughs> list when I was coming up with ideas first. It was Emma's number one of 2019. Oh. There we go. With my number two, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, KEMF released their uh, EP as well. And got Night Marathons, Burn, 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 UBU, Omnigon, Pew, 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 Fresh, Cold Rex, Off With Their Heads, The Menzingers, Dead Bars, Make War, all released albums that year. That's a very strong year for new punk music. Yeah. And that's just a tiny selection. So we haven't picked any of them because that would have been silly. Um, yeah. So, Lara, do you want to go first with your choice as you pick this year? 
Yeah, cool. Okay, so I picked um, the album Little Bird by Chilton, um, signed or came out on um, Dead Broke Records, some of our favourites. Um, yeah, I I, I just cho- I chose this one because I, I kind of like the sound of it because it's a little bit different to what I would normally choose to listen to. It's got a bit of everything in it, I think. Um, interestingly, um, they've got uh, Bill Stevenson on guitar, not on drums, um, which is, you can kind of hear it, I think, on the on the, some of the guitar parts, because it sounds a little bit Descendants all E in, in, in parts. So that was kind of cool to hear him on on um, on guitar. He's one of my favourite people ever. <laughs> I just like, love like listening to him talk. He just makes me really happy. He just seems like such a nice guy. Um, yeah, so that's my choice. Uh, what did you all think? <laughs> Shall I go? I'll go. Silence. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I didn't know like Bill Stevenson was in this until I was sort of looking up to it, mm-hmm. uh, looking it up. Um, yeah, like you say, you can definitely hear the um, descendants and all sound in the guitar riffs, which is interesting as like Bill plays drums and it's sort of Stefan who's the guitarist mm-hmm. in those bands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought the vocals were a lot more sort of crunchy and sort of angry than what you get with the Descendants and all, which is, guess. I mean, I feel like you shouldn't compare it to those bands, but also when the guitar sounds like that, it's hard not to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dino Birds, I've written down, that weirdly reminded me of the Foo, Fight- Foo Fighters for some reason. It felt like, like a big stadium mm. rock kind of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... And they're, they're my good points. Um, but I, I've written down, I mean, I should like maybe um, sort of say, I listened to the uh, this one and uh, Mike's one after I've listened to Dan's one. And Dan's one's made me really sad. So I probably wasn't in the best frame of mind to listen to these next two and write notes, but this is what's happened. Um, yeah, but I got a bit bored around track five. Yeah. Like, the, like I, I think I've said before, like when you hear a band who are really, really good at playing guitar, I kind of, that's enough, I don't need that. Um, that's not for me. But like, I appreciate it was, it's really good musicianship, but I don't like feeling like, oh, I'm rubbish at things. These guys are really good. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, um, it can be like a bit, it's easy to kind of, weirdly, it's easy to kind of zone out of that sort of, when that's constantly going on because it's I don't know this because it's so kind of quote unquote I guess technical and there's so much stuff going on it's hard to focus on I guess so I understand that yeah there are my all my notes for that album good good notes shall I go next go for it like again similar to Colin it's not my sort of my go-to yeah and the 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 technical side of things is you know I'm a scar kid at heart. If it's got more than three chords, it's prog. And but, <laughs> but saying that, there were parts of it where it's just like, holy shit. And that exact feeling that I get when I'm, you know, watching the darkos and the fair dudes of the world, where I'm just like, this is incredible. And then I'll have no desire to listen to it for months. And then it's, when I hear it, it blows my mind all over again. And it was very much that kind of vibe um, throughout the whole album. One thing that I found really weird is how they had like vocal samples. Uh, yeah. Like three quarters of the tracks had like a pre recorded thing. And I had no idea what it was talking about. And I was just like, this is going to come in really hard in about two seconds. And every time it did, it was 
it it got to the point where I was I was looking forward to it. Um, but no, like it was great. I think I think it was a great album. I'll listen to it again in six months. <laughs> That's the sort of thing. That I think. Yeah, kind of the same approach I've got as well. Because it is quite a lot to like. Yeah, because I I listen to it and I listen to it like for three or four days constantly, and then I stop listening to it for months. So, and I haven't listened to it again until I suggested this year. So I understand that. <laughs> Was this why yeah. you suggested this year, just to talk about this album, or was it your thought of the year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it had that really sort of technical feel to it. It was like, it was almost like that sort of pop punk, but then had that layer of technicality onto it, like the dissonance in a lot of the songs where like, there were bits that I would never have chosen to put together or write together. And they just felt like really intricately woven together. There was like pieces of strong structures where it sort of fall out of a classic sort of four, four time signature to then do something different with it. It was really interesting with that saying that I am not a fan of the descendants. So as soon as you said it, I, I clocked it and went, ah, that's why I was sort of, I, I found myself struggling to get through it, <laughs> to be honest. It's really interesting. And I really, really love the depth that they've gone to with all these different bits and like how everything locks together. It's really cool, but it's really not for me. I think yeah. Right Wrong was my favorite song. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was towards the end and yeah, but it was an interesting listen. And um, yeah, it, it definitely had some really cool stuff in it i've not heard like a pop punk album with that much sort of skate influence to be honest yeah i love the word interesting because it can mean like anything isn't it it's like it was a really interesting listen mm. <laughs> what do you mean by that <laughs> I mean, no, I... it, it gave me a lot of songwriting ideas yeah. <laughs> is what i mean because like <laughs> um yeah the like the way they put things and fills together it's really like different compared to some other bands yeah yeah cool, cool. thanks <laughs> i gotta say i, like, I do feel like, oh i got go on mike I, I, I was just gonna say like that that whole genre and the technical side of things it, it's wasted on people like i was gonna say like me but by the sounds of it on us and it's just <laughs> like we know it's incredible but it's just like not quite there it's like having a you know, a mission star meal and all you want is a Big Mac, you know, that's... <laughs> that's good, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That is a compliment, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, because I know you're not a fan of the Descendants, are you, Mike? Not particularly. No, so like, did, that, did that not Give or take, off, so... Uh, like, it's not a dislike, it's just uh, not on my regular rotation. Ah, uh, okay. And it's... I like the Descendants album that nobody likes, which is cool to be you. I really like that Descendants album, and everyone hates that. I like and that album. <laughs> I've heard that it's the worst Descendants album. Oh, that's from the wrong sort of Descendants fans. They just think they're cool, and they probably think Riley Goes to College is the best one because Pat Mike said it was. I remember <laughs> buying Hyper Caffeinates. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just not getting it at all. <laughs> See, I'd argue that's probably the worst Descendants album, but it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> it's not a bad album. It's just not their best. But we're not talking about the Descendants today. That could be a whole other podcast. Uh, we probably won't. Huh? Well, it should be. 
Laura can host that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get C Rage on it. He'll love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say well, we'd be terrible guests for it, so maybe not. <laughs> uh, shall I go next? We usually sort of go around in a circle and on my screen I'm next in a circle. Why does Zoom do that? Why do everyone put in go like a it. different space? It really bugs me. Um anyway, uh, my album was uh, Deals, Deals, Deals by Ramona that came out in the year 2019, wouldn't you know? Um, on uh, Red Scare, Ramona are a free piece from, I think they were originally from Seattle, but are now based in Philadelphia. I guess Philadelphia is better for punk music. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, dual vocalists like uh, Abby and Diego, who I think sound really, really good together. Their voices, like work well together and yeah um upbeat sort of pop punk kind of sound like with loads of melody lots of energy like it's not overly polished either for like a pop punk album there's still a tiny bit of grit in there um yeah the songs are uplifting but they're often often quite sad topics their topics as well like songs about with like fitting in dealing with grief and finding yourself my favourite songs are Not Your Token, Get In There and Mambo 69. Like, I think Not Your Token as well, like, obviously all the stuff in, like, with, uh, George Floyd and all that stuff came out in 2020. And, um, like, and people have started talking more about diversity and gigs and stuff like that as well. And so I think Not Your Token's kind of cool for that aspect and that... Um, so, like, you don't want to book a band just because they uh, tick a box. You want to book them because they're good. And I guess these bands who have minorities in also don't want to just be... They want to be booked on merit rather than because they uh, tick a box. Um, I really like the line, I'm not quite better, but I'm getting there from, um, from getting there. It's a really good cathartic lyrics. And I really like the trade-off in the vocals in Mambo 69 and the lyric, you can build your own family, the one you want to see when you're fucked up and lonely, nowhere to go. I think that's a really good lyric. And also that song's on one of my uh, CPRW records comps, so fan of that. Yeah, I think it's really good. <laughs> I was about to say, um, the where I discovered uh, Ramona was your comp. Um, I heard uh, Mambo 69 off the comp and I was like this is a really good song and I never proceeded to never listen to the album <laughs> and I saw it on everyone's top 10 lists and I just hadn't listened to it and it's very very good it's incredible vocals are perfect like the dual vocals and the way they play off each other the lyrics are like hard-hitting pop punk sort of the like sort of emo sort of side of pop punk where it feels really really personal and intimate i i really am like a huge fan of panama by van halen which is a song on the album not a song by van halen um that one especially was just really really like the drums just do something for me and like i feel that one's like perfectly put together um i front to back i think it's a perfect album um jet fuel can't mail still hearts is a banger of a title and yeah everything on it just spoke to me the only thing that really stuck out weird to me was uh, mambo 69 being at the end after getting there feels like the perfect finish to the album i it felt like they kind of stuck a single at the end it was weird but like 
yeah, drums are perfect, guitars are perfect, and the double vocals, yeah. I, I, I love any band where they have a female and a male vocal because it's just like, it reminds me of the mixtapes, I'm going to be honest, and I love the mixtapes, and this band really, like, radiates that energy. It's good. Cool. Who's next? I can't tell which way around we're going. <laughs> oh, it does. Go for it. Oh, um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's um, I agree with both of you so far. I mean, the um, the dual vocals works really well. I think what it does is it takes like a genre that I love, which is kind of like pop punk, punk rock, that side of it. And it, it, what they've done is they've taken something that's been done thousands of times and is quite a tired kind of recipe sometimes. But with the the this, the different tones in the voice, it kind of creates this kind of new sound and it kind of makes it um, a bit more interesting. Um, that sounds like I'm, I'm kind of sliding it off a little bit. It's not, it's, I mean, it is like a positive way. It's like, it works well. Um, it changes things up a little bit. Um, it's kind of like a welcome change, I guess, because so many bands can kind of sound the same sometimes when you kind of think, oh, I like, punk rock so it changes it up a little bit um yeah it's kind of um i think not your token is my favorite song so i'm glad you mentioned that one colin it's um that's a good one it kind of caught me straight away um yeah so uplifting uplifting music i guess the sound is quite uplifting with kind of like personal lyrics um which like you mentioned dan is something i think that we all really enjoy um yeah so I haven't really written that much other than that. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it. And I agree. It's kind of like an almost perfect kind of front to back, um, front to back album. I've really, really enjoyed listening to it. And I'm amazed I hadn't listened to it before. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can follow up on that. Like I had, I didn't know about it because sorry, Colin, I don't, either I didn't read your top list of uh, 2019 or I just forgot about it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. I think it was just a really well-written album. The, the vocals absolutely steal the show. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm a sucker for the dual vocals anyway, um, especially when it's male-female. And the, like, the, just the vocals themselves were so good. Um, the, the female vocalist had, like, this vocal fry and it was, like, almost went distorted. And it's one of those where it's, like, technically it's probably not, great singing but because it's it's the imperfections that make it sound so good and it makes it sound real and feel important and yeah i i, I rinsed this up i listened to it a lot over the last few days and yeah i'm just a bit annoyed that i've not come across them before but yeah. i'm excited to know that they've got other other releases um which were released on bomb pop records so i'm guessing there's a there's a theme there maybe maybe uh, weirdly like um I don't know why I said weirdly. That's not the word I was looking for at all, but um, they're actually playing Bristol Beer Screws this year. So you can all see them there if you're going, or I'd assume they will be playing some shows elsewhere. They were supposed to play like London uh, back in the old days before the world broke. So hopefully, I think Ollie was booking them, Matilda Wheels was booking them. So hopefully that will be rescheduled in London as well for London folk if they're not going. But go to Bristol. I'm going to be in Bristol. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, thanks. I think that's the best I've ever done on an album club. So, <laughs> good choice. Finally, really good lyric that I've just remembered in that record, which is uh, "I want to be happy, but it feels like a fucking chore." That's a fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, really good pick, man. Cool. Um, 
remind me when we've hit, finished recording. There's a, there's a really good uh, video on YouTube, um, obviously, of them doing like an acoustic session on top of a roof. It's really, really good. Like Abby's voice on that for getting there is just like stunning. So remind me when we finish recording and I'll send you links and maybe I'll put it in the uh, description bit at the bottom if I remember. I probably won't, but look it up yourselves, you lazy bastards, after you finish watching this. Um, cool. Thank you very much. I'm glad you all liked my, my uh, choice. Uh, what was I going to do? Um, as we're halfway through already, Mike, would you like to play the higher or lower game? Let's do it. Let's do it. I've got to open it up again now. Um, right, so stand out Spoke right. Got 20... Spoke a big game earlier. Yeah, yeah, I'm you can... yeah. <laughs> You've got to beat five as the record. Who knew that would oh, be wait. a lot? Um, <laughs> yeah, so stand out right, gentlemen bandits, got 25. I'm well excited to see them at MPF, incidentally, but. So the next one is uh, Bad Moves with their album Untenable. How, is that higher or lower? Lower. Correct. They got 14. Okay, the next That's one is the uh, Raging Nathan's Waste My Heart. Higher. Correct. They got 30. Mm. And then the next one is a split between Science Police and the Zatabex. It's a split. There's two bands on that. But I still think it's lower. It is lower because Science Police aren't really a band anyone I think knows anymore. Um, so yeah, they got 21. Is someone counting okay. this, by the way, because I'm not. <laughs> oh, three. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, uh, so they got 21. The next one is a band called Broadcaster and their album A Million Miles. Lower. Lower, correct. That's 19. I'm going for it. Going for the win. So the next one's Gaslight Anthem, American Slang. It's got to be higher. Yep. That's 40. They got 45. Big numbers. Oh, this is a, this will be a tough one, though. The next one's a Spanish love songs, Giant Sings the Blues. Less mainstream appeal. Lower. No, it's actually higher. <sighs> Oh, yeah, I forget. It's your fan race. Of course, it's going to be like... <laughs> I suppose Spanish love songs are bigger currently as well. People care more about them than they do Gaslight. That, that's true. But, yeah, well, fun game. So I think you're winning with... My, how many did you get? That was, that was, was that four or five? Oh, um, five, hang on. I think. Where, where that's right. I'll take it. One, I'll take... two, three, four, five. Oh, no, I'll take the joint well. gold. Joint gold. I'll take the joint gold. It's all good. Dan, we'll <laughs> let, later on, we'll let you have another go to redeem yourself. <laughs> what fun. So uh, I feel like the timing should go off soon to say start again, but it hasn't. So, we'll, Mike, would you like to talk about your choice for Album Club 2019? Yes, I would. So this is a fun one because I actually discovered this band last year. So what, two years after they released it. Um, it's a band called Cliff Diver uh, with their EP At Your Own Risk because I forgot that this is album cut so I was like I'm going with an EP um, from Tulsa, Oklahoma and they describe it as elevator emo punk which I'm a big fan of as a genre um, and it's one of those bands that I came across on Spotify Weekly um, and it was the last track of the album 
which sounds nothing like the others. And I listened to the whole EP and I just thought it was so refreshing. Like I couldn't pin it down genre wise. It just goes from these really floaty, clean guitars to just big riffs and then gang vocals. And then there's some synth. And then on the next track, it's saxophones and a breakdown. And it just keeps you on your toes, but in a really approachable way. Um, so yeah, I mean, like the track Alone in Your Apartment is quite shouty and screamy. And then it's just like a roller coaster down to the next one where it's really nice and smooth and a bit more chill. Um, as a band, I know so little about them. Um, I know that they've now changed their lineup. So they've now got um, a female vocalist and a male vocalist. Um, and in the newer stuff, you can hear it come through and it's absolutely great. Um, but this, e this EP is just, I think it was my most listened to. It's one of those where you just obsess over it. And uh, yeah, they just seem like a nice bunch who are obsessed with Frisbee golf. And it's got this weird, like, yeah, it's really weird. Like their Instagram, when they talk, they just, every day they're playing Frisbee golf and I live for it. Shall I, shall I go first? Yes. My, I, I, my, when I first saw it, I looked at the tracks and I was like, who starts an EP with a six minute long song? What's this <laughs> about? But no, I really enjoyed it. I was like, like that kind of emo is like my a go-to for me often. But I thought this was really good because there is a lot of variation in it. Like, I forget which song it was. I didn't write it down, but there was like a scar bit came in. And I really yeah, enjoyed it. they got that. like a little... Yeah, they yeah. have like little scary breakdowns, especially with the saxophone coming in as well. Just uh, it's 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 bizarre. It's how yeah, I would that was a really nice surprise. Like the thing I just looked. I mean, I didn't know they've added members since the EP came out. But I just saw the picture. I was like, there are a lot of people in this band. Are they all doing something? Um, um, but I really liked the more like strained vocals as well. Like when there's more mm. like pain and urgency in them. That was that was when that like for me the hype. A high point hit. Um, what else have I written? Yeah. I haven't written many notes about it. I enjoyed it. It was something I'd never heard before. Um, I'd look forward to sort of hearing more. I'm assuming you and Paul will now be trying to book them. Oh, I've, I've been pestering, pestering <laughs> them so much. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, very nice. I, <laughs> I actually messaged them for this, asking for some more information about them. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll get back to you. But then I realised that time zones and the fact that I gave them about 12 hours notice probably didn't help. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, time zones, they're a pain. Mm. Yeah, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was something I'd never heard. It's nothing I wouldn't normally look seek out that kind of sound, but it was cool. Please. Yep. Yeah. Can you go, Dan? Oh, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's really good. Um, it gives me sort of midway between tiny moving parts and Spanish love songs sort of vibes. Um, I personally fell in love with the more smoother sound on like Cameron Diaz, like, and the combo of having a saxophone and a really light piano. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. And talking of bangers of titles, Lost in Ikea. Top 10. Um, yeah, I just... Every track on this album is different as well. I think everybody's kind of picked up on that. Like they all stand out on their own and you could easily add any single one to a different sort of playlist. And the range of sounds and 
the power they create through them it's it's great it's really good it's a really solid ep it's the perfect sort of ep that makes me wish there's more of it which makes me so hyped if they've done an album after this which i'm gonna go look for and i hope they have done one but if they haven't i'm happy to wait for it um yeah just every bit of the vocals is emotional and very very like hard hitting and just absolutely wonderful like it's a really good pick and i'm really i'm so stoked that i listened to this this is really good um yeah i like car it's not usually something um i would kind of go to listen to but it was the first time i listened to it i was like i'm not sure I kind of like it that much, but then I listen to it more and more and it's really sort of grown on me. Um, I really like sort of the, the first kind of lot of emo kind of music, like, you know, like the late 80s, early 90s sort of stuff. So it's cool to kind of see like where that genre, quote unquote, has kind of gone to. Um, but I find it's kind of, yeah, like you said, it was kind of like a big mixing pot of, of sounds and styles, isn't it? Like you said, there's the kind of the brass and the horns kind of going on as well as kind of the shouty shouty parts That's, my notes say shouty shouty parts slash hardcore parts <laughs> um and it's kind of cool to have the you know it's only a couple of songs long it's got so many different styles on it so there kind of is almost like something for you will find something that you like on it because there's so much going on um it kind of reminds me a little bit of um the um i reviewed the hot mulligan ep last year um the i won't reach out to you i think it was called it reminds me a little bit of that because that's they've kind of got this it's not like an electronic kind of thing going on in the background but it kind of is i can't really like, put my finger on what what it is like a filler sort of sound reminding me of that a little bit um but yeah I've, i listened to them again um listened to it twice before I, we came on to record this and i was like actually i think i was a bit hasty in like what i wrote last time um so i really enjoyed it in the end yeah good choice yeah, I think it's the kind of sort of like your EP where the more you listen to it, the more things you're going to find that are cool. There seems to be a lot packed in everywhere. Yeah, definitely. It's what you call a grower, I believe. Yeah. And, and like, I think the way certain things are like sort of packed together, like they're long songs mm. and they don't feel like they've got any dead air in them, which is really, really difficult to do to have like every bit just like when like I can sort of hear myself singing the hooks like when there are gaps in the songs which is really impressive to be able to have like you doing that in your head I think it's a very smart EP like I think it's it's got a bit of everything and it sort of allows them to work on their sound as a band and I can almost imagine the process behind it of when they were writing it and how they're still finding their feet sort of thing. And then to come in and just be like, okay, we know that this works if people like this, but going forward, I just hope they release EPs exactly the same. An album's just double of what it is because I think it's just, it, it lasts a long time. There's a lot of value in that EP because there is so much to it. I'd be very interested to see them live there. I imagine that was quite the event to see because there is so much like, going on. I've seen a few videos and it, it looks like a hell of a time. Just like this, this, the sax player looks like a, he looks like a good time. Like he's either topless or, which is normally a no, um, or he's wearing like one of those t-shirts that looks like a tuxedo. And it's got <laughs> like this weird like scar nerd throwback vibe to it. 
And there's like, that's the feeling that I get from them as a band. And nothing I can say would be more of a compliment. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, we, we asked, we have, we are starting to run out of this part of the Zoom meeting. So we'll do a quick advert before we move on to Dan number two's choice. So Mike's band Triple Sunday are playing a couple of shows, or quite big shows, I think, this year that have been announced. Um, the first one is Fishstock, which is on March, the Saturday before Emma's birthday, which is the, so it was March the 26th. It's, it's very cute that that's how you remember it, by the way. The error on my calendar as well, if anyone wants to, on the YouTube, wants to admire the greatest manager in Premier League history. Um, that's going to confuse me that I've turned it over to March tomorrow. But yeah, that's, uh, Fishstock is a uh, annual all-day uh, that Chris Fishlock puts on in Bristol at the Exchange. It's just a really packed day with loads of different bands. Triple Sunday are playing and loads of other bands oh, yeah. um, who I forget. Uh, Filaments, that's one. Um yeah, and they're also playing a Manchester Punk Festival over Easter weekend, which is very exciting. They're like the only band on my list at the moment who I'm definitely going to go and see. Because <laughs> why go see the band I see more often than most other bands in a different city? Um, exactly. It's what it's for. Yeah. Uh, we did London on May 15th with the Overjoyed as well and Skiff. Of course we are, yeah. Um, and so it's going to be a, a little Greek tour re reunion from all those years ago. So I'm very excited for that. Excellent. Oh, lots of Triple Sunday fun this year. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Finally. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'll end this bit of the uh, video um, and we'll be back in your time, just about half a second. Oh, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Cancel. Ah, I know how this works. And we're back. Um, so we've got the final album to talk about, which is Dan Number Two's choice. So We'll let him take it away. Okay. Sorry, um, we'll let them take it away. Sorry, Dan. Thank you. Um, I'm going to preface this one with a trigger warning. Um, this album that I've picked uh, covers the themes of child abuse, suicide, euthanasia, and sex work. And if you're not comfortable with those things or comfortable with those themes, I would recommend skipping to the end of this podcast. Um, we've left this album to the end for this reason, and we are going to talk openly about those things in this record. Um, I've picked this record because, for me, um, this is the one that slipped through my top 10 list. This is the one that slipped through all of my lists for this year, and I was very excited for this record and then felt like I couldn't really hold it up as this is one of the best records I've listened to this year because I think some of the stuff on this record is pretty horrific. Um, I would hold this up as something known as dark art where people talk about themes or uh, topics that aren't usually discussed in media. And um, when I first, the first single off this record was actually the last song. So it was Punk Rock Saved My Life. And listening to that song, I think it is the best no effects song quite possibly up there with Decline. It is incredible. So when I heard this song, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the best no effects record, quote unquote. Because um, it is Fat Mike in a persona of Koki the Clown. Um, and then the record came out and the first song kicks in. And it is not the record described by the single would suggest. It is 
brutal. The first song being about Fat Mike's lover at the time almost killing themselves and him trying to deal with that. Um, it's not a nice listen and it confronts you about that almost immediately. And then throughout this, there are f- more fun songs in stuff like Fuck You All, but like the the main theme is themes that you wouldn't have talked about or negative experiences that have like really harrowed the writer to the point where he feels like he has to write about them and say something about them. But a lot of it is just the storytelling and not, I, I felt like, the more horrific ones are just him telling the story and not really describing his uh, like total feeling towards it. It's this is what happened. And then it lets you kind of fill in the emotion with either how it's written or how it's played, which is incredible to me and quite, uh, (laughs) these songs were very, very hard hitting for me and very like, I really felt what was conveyed in them. And um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what you guys think about it. But I I know it was a very brave and quite emotional choice, to be honest. It's not a Scar album, is it? (laughs) No, it's not a Scar album. (laughs) Um, Well, I think I've told people this before. I think I might have even said this to you, Dan. I never, ever wanted to listen to this album because I knew how dark it was. Like, it was like, you know, like uh, the Joker film that came out a couple of years ago and everyone's like, oh, you should watch this. Like, it's really dark, mental health, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, this does not sound like something I need to watch because like with music or movies or things like that, I do them for enjoyment and escapism, not to like bum me out, basically. So I never really wanted to listen to this and I probably won't ever listen to it again on purpose um yeah like you say like it's really really sad it's really intense but fair play because it is obviously a really really honest album and it does take i think a lot of guts to write something quite so brutal um what else have i written on my notes the more um, the queen is dead which is i believe the song about him Killing his mother? No, that's not that one. Oh, no, that's um, that song is that, actually called "Killing His Mother," that, isn't it? Yeah, that that song's called "That Time I Killed My Mom." Yeah, well, the Queen is dead. That song is I can't remember what it was about, but it made me think of Frank Turner for some reason. A lot of the guitar parts in it. It's um, it is a Frank Turner reference. The Queen is yeah, dead is a yeah. Frank Turner song as yeah, well, and it's about losing somebody in the scene essentially and how that affects you as a person around the scene and like sort of putting it yeah in there like swinging in the mist that was obviously a super super dark song about his friend sort of committing suicide and uh, how he didn't really feel anything from it and the way Mm. it was like i guess written and played sounded like a really really dark nursery rhyme Mm. which i thought was just, I mean, it's, I, I find it hard to sort of portray emotion because of this album, for some reason, like, I feel awkward talking about it, and I don't want to make light of it, but that's also my go-to response to things that make me uncomfortable. Um, but, like... But that's I, part of the point of this album. Like, yeah. that's the point of it, isn't it? 
I don't like feeling uncomfortable. It's not for me. <laughs> um, um, I've written down here. Like, like for sad albums as well, I kind of find like there's usually some sort of element of catharsis about it for people who listen to it because a lot of these um, experiences that uh, Mike sings about on the album are really sort of personal and specific to him. I wonder if people will get that amount of catharsis out of listening to it. It felt very much like this sort of album written for Fat Mike and no one else really, which was fine. That's, that's up to him. But I did enjoy the uh, little decline, little piano outro Easter egg thing at the end of Punk Rock Saved My Life. That was my highlight. Yeah, they're my thoughts. Please never make me listen to it again. <laughs> I um I I bought the the record. Um, I think it must have been last year, maybe. Um, maybe Nikki bought it actually. One of us bought it, and um, we got home excited to listen to it. Um, we hadn't heard it before, and uh, we put it on, and we just kind of <laughs> sat there in silence, like we kind of felt like we had to listen to it in silence, like, and not talk over it. It was really like a really strange experience, um, but we haven't listened to it again. And that's not because it's a bad album. It's just, it was so hard to listen to. And it was such a shock for us to listen to it. Um, I've always thought, I know people have different opinions of Fat Mike or whatever, but I've always thought he's a very good songwriter um, and a very, very, very good storyteller. And I found that with the songs, it was like I was there, like it was like I I could picture the scenes that he was describing in the songs. I can still vi like visualize it now if I think about it, um, which adds like an extra level of like intensity to it for me. Um, I also found it really hard to write about because it's I kind of feel like not so much write about, but like quote unquote sort of review it in a sense, because it's it's something that's like you were saying, Colin, it's so personal to him. And it's almost like he had to get this it's almost like he had to write it like you were saying Dan isn't it it's like he had to get these songs out and I don't feel like it's my place to say whether it's like what sort of song it is or whether it's a good song or not I don't I think that's probably the furthest from his mind when he was kind of recording and, and writing some of the songs um yeah that's, that's kind of all I've really got it's just kind of digging deep into the trenches of his mind I guess is then it's seeing the other side of him that we usually get to see when he's on camera kind of like um you know having a good time or whatever with no effects but obviously there's another side to him that we all know is there um so yeah very raw and difficult to listen to but I did enjoy it in the sense that I hadn't heard anything like it before so yeah good choice yeah I, I think I, I had a, a similar experience I, I think most people are going to have a very similar experience like listening to this album I think as as a, as a part as a story as something to invoke emotion I don't think you can really argue against it hmm. Mu musically uh, awful like it is I don't like it I think it's so incredibly difficult to listen to but intentionally so that's the point that's the yeah. reaction that fat my wanted when he wrote it and I'm sure the shock value is the purpose of the entire thing and the entire persona and the character that he's created but I think it's South by Southwest where he made his debut and he was given out the drinks that was not tequila I did air quotes for everyone who's not watching um and I, I don't I think that's a very old school approach to 
to punk is what it used to be of shocking people physically whereas this was let's shock people like emotionally it's like let's just completely fuck everyone up and you've got to respect anyone who can get that level of emotion out of out of people mm. and my is very very good at doing that that you just got to read the no effects book like there's not a chapter where someone doesn't die and it's just like jesus it's it's intense yeah um i i felt like this was like an extra like sort of icing on the cake after the no effects book as well like hearing some of these things that weren't talked about in the no effects book as well or were talked about in different lights and put in mm. those contexts um the one thing musically i can't fault the bass playing on the last two tracks is incredible like mind-blowing stuff on those ones um yeah it was really hard um the suicide ones especially like usually when that's talked about in music it's usually talked about just in the context of god i miss you and sort of that sort of thing for fat mike to put swing and a miss on there where the context of it is not i miss you it's i didn't feel anything at the time is horrible that's yeah <laughs> yeah that was one of the songs that really got me when i listened to it the other day yeah i, th I think that as mike says it is to invoke the sort of shock value and emotion to it which is a piece of art in itself and like i agree with laura it's like it's it's one that I felt was really needed to be talked about, but I couldn't have put it on any of my top 10 lists or anything. And if you listen to it, you will immediately see why, because it's not an album that's easy to listen to. And it's not an album that's easy to recommend. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, I, I know you mean like, it's not, it's not one for being like, Oh, Hey, check out this album. It's really good because it's not good in terms of it's not nice it's not pleasant it's not you'll enjoy this because if someone's like i love this album it's so good that's well you know i don't, don't want to be the sort of person who's <laughs> going to be like yeah this is this is my favorite album um but i had a little read up about it and it's produced by the guy who produced nine inch nails albums it's oh. got travis barker playing on it mm. and it's like all of these resources that mike has got and he does it for this album <laughs> and I have a lot of respect for that because it's like he could have made huge waves putting a super group together, but he's just done it in his own way, which you got to respect. It's the fat Mike way, isn't it? Do it his own. I mean, fair play. He is a punk rocker. He does things his yeah. own way. Um, which is the song, Dan? I didn't write a note, but I, like written down, but I realised it in my head. Uh, what, where I think, I think I think it might have been the song about killing his mum. Where his daughter Dala sings a line. That was yeah. What, what, was what's wrong a... with Mama is the line or something yeah. like that. It's that, it's that got me. That was like yeah. oh, this is this is hard. Um, there was some incredible lyrics on it as well. Like um, his his room became a used record store when they're talking about people looting the the room of the guy that died. It's that's horrific um the uh, fat mike saying that he knew his dad's tv better than he knew his dad that's brutal 
Um, yeah. Just... The line about the uh, dried blood on the floor as well. Yeah. Oh, my. It's, it's just not a pleasant thing to listen to, is it? I, I listened to the, the EP that they, that they slash he did, and that was intense. But this album just doubles down and then some and just really pulls the pin. Like it's. That, the Koki the Clown EP is like the no effects one is almost yeah, yeah. lighthearted compared to this. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing, yeah. And oh. I, I think that's part of the reason why it does hit so hard because yeah. anyone who's expecting that again and then is confronted with what the album actually is, then it's, it, it really hits hard. There we go. Koki the Clown. What's the album called? I don't think we said. The album is called You're Welcome. That's a is, odd It's choice. always spiteful. Yeah. Spiteful, <laughs> that album title. Um, yeah, I was say, that was, is a hard listen. And I guess if you are going for any of those things, talk to people, seek help, and there's people there for you. Um, yeah, so I feel like I don't know how to like follow on from this sad times um shouldn't play a game that would be inappropriate um, <laughs> um i guess i guess we uh pick which our favorite one was I, as always when we do this i really want to stress this we're not saying this is the best album out of the four we've because best isn't a thing in music is all subjective it's just our favorites and the winner of whoever picked the favorite album i feel like i'm really um being hypocritical there, uh, when I say the winner, when I've just said it's not a competition. There are no winners. Um, yeah, <laughs> there are no, but the person who gets the most votes for the album they've picked today is um, they get to pick the next year. So, uh, Lara, you uh, went first, so I get let you pick. I'll get my pen ready okay. to write things down. Oh, um, I I picked Ramona um, as my 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 favorite one. Um, it's like talking about Koki the Clown. It's it's a completely different experience. Like it's, it, I want to say that as well, but it's um it's a different experience, and I it's hard to say that that's my favorite one from all of these. Um, so, but overall, Ramona, because I will, I've been listening to that kind of nonstop, <laughs> and I will continue to listen to it nonstop. So it's got to be that one, definitely. I loved it straight away. Great choice. <laughs> Um, so my one I've picked is a cliff diver. Like all three of these were not albums I was or that I was familiar with, and cliff diver was the one that stood out the most. I think that was quite obvious in how I uh, described when I talked about them. But yeah, cliff diver is my favourite. I have also gone for cliff diver. Like I'm blown away by it. Like it's a great pick. It's fantastic. Like it's 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 um it's like going against full albums and it's come up on top for me. It's just an incredible little EP. I'm going to listen to that on loop for the next couple of days. Is it me now? It's you now. I can't remember what order we're going. Um, uh, yeah, Ramona for me. I, I, I think it was just a, it's a, it's a solid album. I, I think it, it does everything that I want. Plus more. Um, it, it's just, yeah. Like dual vocals, catchy hooks. It's a win. Oh, so so we've we've got a draw. 
how do we decide what the next year um, we're going to do the, is? The guests yeah. vote is worth double points, Colin. That you've is taken. true. <laughs> you've, you've, Just because I won. <laughs> it's not a competition, but I've won. <laughs> that, that means you can stay and do the next one. Otherwise, yes, you get booted I, off, right? I have not thought of any things that we do for the next year. I've not prepared that because I never win. Dan actually reminded me earlier today, we've done five of these. You've never come first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's a good year for music? What have we done as well, actually? That's not, can you remember? Um, we did 2000. I think you picked 2000, Dan, I think. Yeah, I picked 2000. That was, we did um, 2017. We have done... 2015, I think we did. What year was World Cup? 2015, that is correct. And the first year we did 2020. So, so there's a loads of years I could pick. Oh, what a time. Let's go... Go for like, go 94 or something. Go way back. <laughs> but no one's allowed to choose. No Green effects, Green Day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Or Blink or Rancid. <laughs> what else came out in 94? Um... I will. I'm looking at my record collection to see what uh, pops up because uh, they all have the year they were released on on the side bit. Obviously, uh, let's go with 2013. Ooh. Why not? I don't know what came out that year, but that's what we're going for. I'm going to write that down and hopefully have a, have a quick look. We pick some uh, more cheerful stuff. Um, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for subjecting you all to that this week. No, I think it, like, to be fair, I think that is kind of, I don't want to say an important listen, but I am glad I have listened to it. I pulled off the Band-Aid and did it. I really had to jeep myself up to do it, though. <laughs> like, I'm going in. Um, and then couldn't do anything else the rest of the day. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, how do I finish these? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Just, if you're listening to this, it's past 10 o'clock now, and this is way past like mine and Lara's bedtime because we're in our 30s and we do both have our pajamas on so <laughs> these, these young whippersnappers just stay up past 10 o'clock madness uh, give me three months and uh and i'll be in bed at nine don't worry it's the best time to be in bed um, yeah um uh, dan plays in tape it shut keep an eye on their facebook pages and all your other socials to see when they do stuff We'll, we'll be playing some shows soon, hopefully. And if you want to book us for shows, we're around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Till the Fest is coming up in October. We're, I'm assuming we're all going to be there. Um, yeah. So that's fun. That's in October. MPS uh, coming up, and hopefully we'll see loads of folk there. Um, stuff I'm filling because I don't know how to end things. Um, oh, be sure. Thanks for having me, Colin. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we'll actually see you in the real life soon. I can't wait. I'm very excited to, to see yeah. everyone. Um, well, like I say, be sharp. Do have some gigs they've sort of like Paul um, announced before we swanned off to wherever we went on holiday. Costa Rica? Is that the one? Yeah. Costa Rica. Paul is jumping very slowly into swimming pools or whatever Toby filmed. Um, this is a really something, niche. Something rock star, yeah. This is a really niche sort of conversation for people who aren't friends with Toby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Lara's looking at us like what the fuck are you not talking yeah. about I've already got I mean I've seen I've seen the pictures of their holiday on Facebook but, yeah, <laughs> no, hang on no, hang on uh, Facebook 
B sharp. What have you announced? You announced the King Punch show, which is on a Friday night. Go I'm going to go to that. Well, I have not been to New Cross since last year, which is too long. Very fast. Got a homeless watch. gospel choir show in June. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, that band. Good um, band. That place, the signature brew place, isn't it? One of the signature brews. Yeah. I've, I've been to it's, that. It's uh, the one at Haggerston, yeah, I think. Yeah, the tap room in Haggerston. Uh, not the one where the MPF thing was. Not the brewery. That's not very brewery. different. Yeah, so on King, the King Punch show is happening on the 18th of March. And Eat the Evidence is supporting, so that'll be good fun. And No Matter had a gig, which I believe was the 29th of March, I noticed earlier. No, they Northern Irish? I never know this. Playing a show in Portsmouth. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're doing a whole tour. I'm just comparing the Cross ones because it's what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, they're playing on the 29th of March at New Cross Inn with uh, Slacker and Keep Summer Safe. And I'm assuming they're going to play a load of new songs because I saw they've, they've had a test pressing like OK'd by Grassneck. So that'd be fun. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm sure they've got other stuff and I'm just rambling now and I, I don't want to go to bed, so I'm going to end it. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, hanging out this evening, everyone. Nice, lovely chats, good album clubbing. Um, bye. bye. Oh, also, also, thanks for reading stuff. That's the nice thing you do. And follow and like and subscribe and re retreat and all that stuff people on social media do. Do that for us. Cheers. Right. Uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Good night.